Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to day six of Get Grateful. You're listening to The Daily Drive podcast with Josh Downs. And again, this is day six of our 10-day series on gratitude where each day leading up to Thanksgiving will focus on different aspects, stories, and principles of gratitude, all in an effort to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and hopefully focus a little bit more in our life on what we have instead of what we don't. Now, a quick update on my Give Thanks for Gas fundraiser, which, again, is just a fun little way of saying thank you and expressing gratitude to a group of people that largely go unrecognized and unappreciated, especially during the holidays. And that's gas station attendance. I was in the gas station, as I mentioned earlier, last Thanksgiving and met a worker who couldn't be with family and friends. So she decided to volunteer for work so that others could be with theirs. And it really inspired me to to try to find a way to say thank you to those who are working in that way and on a holiday like Thanksgiving away from family and friends so that we can better travel to be with ours. My plan has been to, to take as many pies around as I can with a thank you note and a small gift card to those who are working on Thanksgiving and just tell them thank you. I believe the more that we recognize and have gratitude for the little things, the happier and bigger our life will be. So for me, this was a good place to start. And and I actually started with the hopes of collecting up to $500 to kind of go along with that and and put some money in myself. But so far, we're up to $2,400, which with the money that I'll be contributing will get us 34 pies with $3,400 gift cards and 34 thank you notes. And today's only Monday, which means we still have today, Tuesday, and even Wednesday to get any more donations that anyone would like to give. And I'd love to get up to 40 pies, which is only $600 more. So if you'd like to donate anything, there's still plenty of time. You can find the fundraiser under Facebook, Give Thanks for Gas, or under my profile, Josh Downs. Or you can even Venmo me at Joshua underscore Downs. I'll keep you updated on these last few days and and where we end up getting to and, of course, how things turn out as we go out and deliver these these pies and say thank you to to this group of people. Now, today's thought on on gratitude comes from a man by the name of John Kralik, who wrote a simple book titled A Simple Act of Gratitude. And as I've pondered over gratitude the last little bit, I, I couldn't help but wonder if I've always been thankful for everything in my life. I feel like I have. I appreciate most of what's good in my life and have learned to try to see the good in my life, even in times that aren't so good. But gratitude, I've learned, is something that has grown and cultivated throughout one's life. There's really always more that we can be grateful for. And his book introduced me to a way of practicing gratitude that is really quite life-changing. The book is about a guy whose life, quite frankly, was a disaster. He was miserable, he was broke, overweight, and on his second divorce, living in a crummy apartment in L.A. with no air conditioning. (laughs) He was a broke attorney who couldn't even afford to pay his employees their Christmas bonuses because his clients weren't paying their bills on time and sometimes not even paying them at all. You know, I, I found it's certainly easy to complain about your life until you have someone else's life to compare it to. And I couldn't help but wonder how in the world did this guy survive? What did he do to overcome his adversity? How did he turn his life around to become the success that he was? I wanted to know more about his journey, so I read on. His story is all about gratitude, but what did he really have to be thankful for, I remember thinking. Well, the premise of the book is that John had an epiphany while he was hiking in the hills of L.A. on New Year's Day. 
He started the hike to escape from the pain that he was feeling from a recent breakup and being alone on New Year's and from where he really felt his life was at that point. And while hiking, he actually got lost and couldn't find or seem to find the right path to get back home. And although he doesn't mention it in the book per se, I find the fact that he was lost physically and trying to find his way back home incredibly ironic and even metaphoric in light of what happens next. In this moment of desperation while trying to find the right path on his hike, he writes, Still not finding the path, I began to slip and stumble in the rough. As I became lost and tired, I began to feel the despair of not getting home before dark, much less finishing something that I had started in the new year. I imagined falling down into one of the ravines, and if that happened, how would I survive the night? Then I heard a voice. Until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, it said, you will not receive the things that you want. Now I want to repeat that. It said to him, until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things you want. He said, I do not know who spoke to me. I could not explain this voice or the words it said, which seemed to have no logical relation to the other thoughts in my head. I was tired and frustrated, he said. I I sat down for a minute and the voice was loud. For me, the voice was loud enough that I thought it might be important and that it might have an important message, one that I shouldn't throw away. And so I wrote it down. He got back up and pushed on with these thoughts in his mind and stumbled his way down the mountain until he got back to his home where he again sat down to to take everything in that he had just experienced. While catching his breath, he said, I had two thoughts, both rather random. Or were they? One, he said, was of his grandfather who loved to give out silver dollars back when he was little to his grandkids because of how excited they would get at being given a big shiny silver dollar. He said on one occasion that he was given a silver dollar by his grandfather, only it was given with a stipulation. He promised that if John would write him a letter thanking him for this silver dollar, that he would send me another one. That was the way thank you letters worked, he told me. He writes, I only have a few memories of my grandfather from this period of my childhood, but I remember well that on this occasion he was true to his word. And soon I had two silver dollars. Having experienced the truth of this principle, however, I failed to learn it. I never sent a second thank you note for the second silver dollar. For some reason, I left it at that. The the second thought, he says, was even more random. Of this thought, he said, a couple years before that walk in the mountains as part of my pipe dream of starting a law practice, I had fancied that I would be handwriting a lot of personal notes. And so my office manager had dutifully ordered some very nice personal stationery, several hundred notes and envelopes in a gentlemanly off-white. Soon, however, we would be kicked out of our offices and the return addresses on hundreds of unused envelopes would become obsolete. Sitting on the, the concrete that I was on back home, I listened to the voice and then the following thoughts. First of my grandfather and his silver dollars and then of the nearly useless envelopes. And I came up with an idea. It was during a moment when his life hit a desperate low that he thought, if I could focus on what I have instead of what I don't, and follow the directions of that voice, that perhaps my life would become at least tolerable. (laughs) His idea became a goal that would help him to focus on the positive in his life instead of the negative. His idea was to write one thank you note each day for the next year for a total of 365 thank you notes. Despite his challenges, he wanted to find a reason to be thankful and grateful every single day. 
The first thank you note John sat down to write in 2008 was to his son. But when it came time to send the letter off, he realized that he didn't have his son's address. So I called him to get his address, he says, and his son replied, Gee, I need to stop by and take you to lunch. And over lunch, his son repaid a loan of several thousand dollars. So I wrote him another thank you note, he said, for repaying the loan and also for taking me out to lunch. In the early days of 2008, John systematically wrote thank you notes for all of his Christmas presents. When he was out of gifts, he wrote notes to his co-workers. And then when he ran out of co-workers, he was stuck. <laughs> One day, I just couldn't think of anybody to thank, he said. But on his way to work, he stopped at his regular Starbucks where his barista greeted him by name. John, your usual venti? And with a big smile, I thought, this is really kind of a great gift in this day and age of impersonal relationships that someone had cared enough to learn my name and what I drank in the morning. So he lingered at the counter a little to learn the barista's name, and it was Scott. And then he set out to write him a simple note of gratitude. Scott was happy to receive it, he says, despite the fact that at first he had assumed that it was a complaint letter. I guess we're more accustomed to being complained to than to be told thank you. After the holidays, it was easy to view thank you note writing as a chore, but John says that sincerity is the best approach. He encourages people to focus on one true meaningful sentence about the gift or the person. The notes don't have to be long, he says. Sometimes limiting yourself to just a few sentences forces you to distill your sentiments. He wrote a simple thank you note to his young daughter as well. She was too young to read his cursive handwriting, so he read it to her aloud. Thank you for being cheerful and happy when I pick you up in the evening. Sometimes I don't have a very fun day, but when I see you and we talk about things and have fun, I feel better. Thank you for being the best daughter ever. Though it might be tempting to fire off a quick thank you email, John says true expressions of gratitude should be written the old school way with pen and paper. Things we write in cyberspace are so easily deleted and forgotten, buried by the next 30 emails we receive, he says. In this day and age, a handwritten note is something that people really feel is special. John says he is often moved by how many people have saved his notes. It's up on their wall, he says. It's like a part of you that's there. John has written over 1,100 thank you notes since starting this process, simply by focusing on the people supporting you every day and saying thank you. Now, how to write a great thank you note? Well, John describes it like this. First, about four sentences is all. Always start with thank you. Recognize the gift or whatever they've done that's created your gratitude. Write one true sentence why you're grateful and tell that person what they mean to you. Incredibly enough, he discovered that through this, there were things right under his nose to be thankful for that he hadn't ever even noticed. Of his experience, he says, although it took me more than a year to complete the writing of 365 thank you notes, which I would imagine it would for any of us, I continued writing them until 365 were completed and then kept going. I learned to be grateful for the life I had, recognized that the love I had for my children made my life already richer than the many people I envied. I learned to be grateful for my law firm, my practice, and for the love of friends and family that surround me. I became thankful for the many people around me who dealt with challenges far greater than the ones facing me, with courage and style. I learned to recognize the many people in my life who had protected and cared for me. His life shifted drastically from the low that he was in 
and little by little got better and better because he became more grateful for what he had. He is now a successful author, motivational speaker, and superior court judge for the Los Angeles County. True to the message he was given, he has been able to receive all that he wanted by first becoming grateful for what he had. Another successful person and author, Darren Hardy, author of the book, The Compound Effect, quickly recognized the power of gratitude in his own life. And for years, instead of sending the traditional, albeit impersonal, Christmas cards, he decided to send Thanksgiving cards, handwritten notes of gratitude to those people who throughout the year have impacted his life the most and for whom he is most grateful. I love both of these ideas and the impact that they can have on others for good. A spark of gratitude from us can light a fire of gratitude in others. A good friend of mine has a son who shared with me an experience that he had about gratitude just recently when after listening to a few of these episodes on gratitude, he had his own idea to send out some thank you cards expressing gratitude to those in his own life. While in the card section at his local store, he was stopped by a stranger who began talking to him about what he was doing. Tanner, upon telling this person about his idea to write gratitude cards, thought it was such a good idea that he bought his own pack of Thanksgiving cards to send out. And they exchanged numbers, sending several texts of gratitude back and forth to each other. I absolutely loved hearing this story. And and Tanner, thanks again for sharing your experience with gratitude. My invitation for all of us today, while there are a lot of obvious invitations that can come from today, the one that I think is most important actually came before John decided to write those 365 thank you notes. The most important thing John did to turn his life around wasn't actually to write those 365 thank you notes, but it was to listen to the voice that spoke to him and helped him to know what he needed to do to cultivate gratitude in his own life. Much like what Darren and Tanner did, in fact, if you listen carefully, I'm sure that voice will tell you what you can do to better cultivate 365 days of gratitude in your own life. And if it involves writing gratitude and thank you letters, then great. Those are always a good idea. So that would be my first invitation, to listen to that voice inside of you about how you can best express your own gratitude. And then at some point, regardless this week, write a Thanksgiving note to someone, giving them thanks and for expressing to them what they mean to you. You'll find as you do that, that like with John and everyone else that has found ways to express gratitude to others, you'll be given more in return. Because only when we truly value what we have, will we be able and ready to receive what we want. Thanks for listening today, everyone. I actually picked up my own stack of Thanksgiving cards to write letters of gratitude on and send out this week. Thanks to all of these inspiring messages from others today. And I hope at some point you consider doing the same. In fact, speaking of thank you notes, here's the note that I've decided to include in the pies and gift cards I'll be handing out later this week to those gas station attendants working on Thanksgiving. It's gonna go like this. The world's in a rush with no time to slow down as we all try to get to wherever we're bound. All over the world and from coast to coast, in a gas station is where you'll see this the most. While getting little recognition for the services you provide so that we can better travel, both far and wide. So today, as you're working away from family and friends so that we can be with ours, is the thanks we want to send. Please know today that there are many that appreciate you as you work on Thanksgiving, doing all that you do. I'm excited to give these notes out along with the pies and the gift cards to to many on Thanksgiving. And there's still plenty of time to contribute if you'd like to or, or just simply find ways to tell someone thank you yourself. Whatever you do, keep the gratitude coming. Keep building it in you and in those around you and watch as your life changes for the better. 
because of how being grateful changes you. Until next time in day seven of Get Grateful, I'm Josh Downs and this is The Daily Drive.